Today's episode is sponsored by one of my favorite rap labels, Front Row Regal. Started by my good friend Rock City Mark, legendary rapper Ito, and Jay Rios, they are the go-to for real hip-hop. Make sure to check out the whole team, including DJ Duop, Jay Black, Nice to Future, Boo Boo the Prince, Reno RX, and Uop Diggs. Follow Front Row Regal on all platforms and check out the new New York by Ito and DJ Duop out now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 I do not remember the last time I was hungover. Like, I must have went hard last night. I was like, he was partying, partying. But yeah, I was doing a comedy festival, and uh, afterwards it was open bar, you know. And I was like, <laughs> it was just you woke up and you're like, oh shit, what did I do last night? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that that liquor shit, man. When it get it get to me whenever I smoke, mm. I'll be drunk as hell and I'll be lit as hell, and then I hit the blunt or something like that and my shit just be spinning and i'm like nah it's over with now i'm searching for the toilet and shit i can't even walk <laughs> <laughs> when's the last time you had a hangover it's okay huh when's the last time you had a hangover uh i was um i was at this this uh this club that we well it's not a club anymore but like it was this club called easter room and we used to, like me and um, like a bunch of the Save Money guys, they used to like let us literally treat this club like it was ours. They used to tell us like, yo, like y'all could come in whenever y'all gonna skip the line, we gonna let y'all in, y'all go to the bar and get drinks. The bartender's gonna serve y'all for free, just tip them. Like, this is y'all club. If somebody have, y'all have a problem, tell the security, we'll slam they ass for you. All that, <laughs> all that shit. So like, man, one night I was there and um, I feel like it was Ori, uh, Oreo's uh, birthday and he was DJing and it was packed and I kept going to the bar, getting shots and shit for, a lot of people, you know, it used to be the thing. We used to walk to the bar and be like, yeah, let me get some people like, damn, you ordering all these shots all the time. I'm getting them for free like a motherfucker. <laughs> they think you're <laughs> spending bags. You're like, I'm spending yeah. real money out of I'm ordering. Hey, man, I need, oh, you want one too, my bad? Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, give me two more. They're like, damn, you just order eight, 16 shots in like two minutes. Hold on, what's going on? <laughs> He's balling, balling with that. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, yeah, I just got that shit for free. Man, he just spent the bottle on shots in two minutes. No, that's, like, <laughs> that's like with free weed. Like, I'm not going to complain. But whenever I get free weed, it's almost like you don't enjoy it as much. Because, like, part <laughs> of it is, like, the, the fun of getting it or being able to be like, damn, I got some good shit right now. That's it, yeah. Usually when you get free weed, it's never like, not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, no one's giving away like, their top shelf. Like, like, yeah, yeah, this is just some shit I could give away. <laughs> yeah. Or people will ask to like pay me in weed, and I'm like, all right, but like money's cool too. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll, like, I'll go get the shit I want. I can go buy, right? Like, you give me the money, I can just go buy the weed that I want. You gonna have, <laughs> if you trying to give it away to pay for some, you, you, this ain't, this ain't selling. 
Because <laughs> you were funny. Like, I like. I tried to stop smoking during the day, but then I'm just hitting these pens and it's like, to me, I'm like, I'm not smoking weed, but then it's the, it's the basically pens. the same thing. The pens are crazy. I ain't gonna lie. My, my, um, like my, my younger homies got me on the pens and shit. Like me and Friday, we somewhere fried as hell. And it's like, you just want to keep smoking. So you just, exactly. Yeah. It's not it's even the good. high. Cause once you hit a level, you're like, it's whatever. Yeah. It's like the act of actually smoking. Exactly. Crazy. <laughs> it's, man, I've been a fan of you for a minute since 2013, I feel like, when I first heard your project. But it's not like, it's hard to find shit out about you, bro. Like, you keep your shit, I feel like, under wraps. I appreciate you yeah. coming and doing this. Yeah, nah, definitely. I definitely try and, um, because I, I still, even even with how long I've been, um you know doing music and putting out songs and you know professionally and having like a fan base and shit i still feel as if i haven't given like people who are genuine fans of me a real run and push because i and, and this is why i still not to say like this is why i still do it because i love making music it's therapy for me and shit but like this is why I feel like I'm still like going because I feel like I haven't, I've never given a hundred percent like my, my, I'm full of, like I've seen, I'll be seeing people like peers of mine that, you know, are rappers from Chicago and they like, like they whole life is dedicated to that shit. And like, I try to do that, but I have so much shit going on and like, real life like I have you know my neighborhood where I'm from and it's just it'd be shit going on like with that like other neighborhoods I gotta work you know what I'm saying like because I've always tried to keep my the life on some street shit mm -hmm. separate from my music life like because I never wanted to be branded like the drill rappers and shit like that and I always felt like it was actually some fed shit to be all in your songs talking about what's going on in real life. Like, I'm not trying to go to jail. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, no, I'm for real. They're, they're using that shit now. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, they're actually using it now. And I said this shit back then, 10 years ago. I'm like, I'm not trying to talk. Why the fuck would I tell on myself? That's dumb as hell. Like, yeah. I want these people to think, like, I'm going to give you an example. I, um... I am, I'm uh, fighting a case right now. Also something that's not glorified on the internet. I'm like, oh no, I'm not posting the mugshot. Oh, I got a gun case. And, uh, you know, that's dumb as hell. <laughs> Actually, it, it hurts you, you know what I'm saying? Because people don't have a problem on their hands. People don't want to pay a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, yeah. that's dumb. People think that like, I don't know what this, this notion with these younger rappers and shit like that, they feel like they got to like, do the dumbest shit in the world until someone scoops them up and, and changes their life and shit. And the dumb shit is what helps people come change their life. That's what they, they literally think that. But um yeah, like I'm I'm uh fighting a gun case and um when I went to court at uh preliminary before we went to uh this uh the the Cook County court, um the officer came to court 
and it was the last day too. I thought I was gonna get it thrown out. You know, they got it. It take thirty days for them to indict you. So if you get a few continuances and they go past that thirty days, they have to throw it out and shit. That's the statute of limitations to indict you. So this is the thirtieth day. Yeah, <laughs> it's my court date. I'm like, oh shit! If, he, if they don't come today, I get to throw this shit out. Like, fuck, man! I go in there. I'm looking because I'm looking for the officers that I seen arrest me. They were all like white or Hispanic. After the last Hispanic dude went up for another case, I was like, yes, they not here. <laughs> then they called my name <laughs> and some black guy, bald black guy, I've never seen. I'm like, you wasn't even there. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't remember you. You didn't arrest me. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. He he goes up and um he talks and he literally lets the public. It's like a this is before I hire a real lawyer. He let the public defender eat him alive, like and at the, on when he when he was talking to the judge, like it, he looks like an idiot. And I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And when I was leaving, I was going to the car. Um, my homie was outside waiting for me. I'm walking to the car. He literally chases me down, <laughs> and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, like man, bro, like I I looked up um your music. I I know who you are, and I looked up your music and like. You made great music and like you don't look like none of the guys that um end up in this position like you don't talk about none of that stuff you seem like a very good kid like based upon the music that i've heard and i feel like um as a black man i don't want to see another black man who really isn't um causing real trouble to go down like a real troublemaker. So I'm going to say whatever I can to help you get out of this situation. This is a police officer saying this shit to me. Wow. <laughs> you feel yeah. me? Literally pissed me down as I'm I'm like, what the fuck you doing? You know what I'm saying? Hey, nigga, you an officer. What you want? <laughs> Break, literally. Like, yeah, literally in the fucking no parking lot. Yeah. Like chase me. And I'm like, bro, what the hell? And he tells me that shit. And I'm like, wow, that's that's crazy because I literally said this shit. Now, what if I was talking about all this bullshit? You know what I'm saying? In my shit, you know, he would have been like, oh yeah, this is just another one of these Chicago, you know what I'm saying, rappers that yeah. want to run around toting guns and causing trouble to make it with their rap career. But see, I'm doing the opposite. Actually, I feel like most of those guys who talk so much in their raps they're either stupid because they're telling on themselves or they ain't doing this shit for real. Yeah. <laughs> like, you ain't doing shit. You talking about this shit on a fucking song. You t like that shit, the, the, like police hear this shit. You ain't do shit for real. People who really, like I know people who really, really play the streets, who really do a lot of shit. These motherfuckers don't kick it on the internet. <laughs> No, they don't want they don't have insta the people who i know who make the most money no instagrams they don't want to be an artist they're not trying to they rap be, they have their, they, they are doing what they're doing exactly exactly they're like they don't want the spotlight because it's like bro, i can really go to jail behind yeah. this so it's like or as know. you said you have to put everything into it like you have to push really so to be successful at anything you exactly. got to put everything into it it's not like exactly. they can be the the head and also be put in the studio 24 hours a week you know or a day but that's literally what my battle has been like these past 10 years is like being a person that's 
like literally one foot in and one foot out. And like, I be feeling like I, I'm doing a disservice to people who really like believe in me as an artist because I've never given the effort and people like and it, and it, it'll look like I have. It'll be like, yeah. damn, bro, like you have like so many projects and like you have songs that have millions of streams. You you toured and I'm like, like honestly. <laughs> Like, a lot of that shit just happens. <laughs> like, yeah. just go with it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the music, I don't never, like, I don't, I've never been a person who sits in a studio. Like, I always tell people, like, if I had the time and the opportunity to just sit in, a, you know, like, artists, they just sit in a the studio. They always in the I don't do that. Like, yeah. Yeah, if I go to the studio and I record something, like, I don't miss. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I go in there, I record, that shit get used. You know what I'm saying? I don't really have many songs that I'm just recorded that isn't gonna get used and shit like that. I don't have throwaway songs and shit like that. Like if I make a song, that shit gonna be hot and that shit gonna get used somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Or, or it's gonna be in queue to be used at yeah. some point in time. Like it's gonna like all like I don't just go in the studio and like and I and I tell myself I'm like bro, if I had the time and the opportunity to only think about music like i didn't have I don't, I don't have to think about you know hustling or making sure these guys are straight making sure my kids are straight my woman you know what i'm saying my family and shit like that like i'm staying alive and shit like if i didn't have to worry about all of that and like i had um the means and shit like that to just solely focus on making music i feel like it would be so hard for people to to fuck with me it's kind of crazy because <laughs> like even now like because i still get better with time because i'm getting older i'm experiencing new things and you know ex expanding my you know my mind so my vocabulary is expanding it just shit like that and um like it's very hard for people to rap on songs with me I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm talking about my peers, like my my homies and shit like that. Like, we started, um, we started making a Save Money album and shit. And I can guarantee you, every song that I've touched, whether it's, and I love these guys to death. These are all my homies. I love y'all to death. If y'all watch this, <laughs> I love y'all to death. But y'all not fucking with me right now. Y'all can hear that shit. Y'all know I'm burning shit right now so there's a new save money album coming out yeah like we're working on it we're trying to uh yeah i did just slap that in there like that i'll let a lot of shit rock but of course i had to i had to like, call oh, attention man. to that <laughs> save money album and shit that people have been waiting for us to do for fucking 10 years yeah but, yeah we're like and it's 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 still in the works and it's still definitely in the beta stages, but at least we can say like we have um, a foundation for it. Like we we have like a, a nice cluster of songs that, you know what I mean? Like it's, we definitely getting that, you know, the way it kind of was in 2013. Like I did a song with, uh, it's a song that me and um, Chance and Vic and Joey did. Like, it's a 
you know, like we don't. Yeah. And how long it's been since it's been a song with all of us on it like that? You know what I mean? And yeah. It it was actually their idea. Like they um they named the song after me. It's called Sco Walk. <laughs> and um that shit started in our group chat, like on some random shit. Like I literally I wake up and there's hella messages in the group chat and I'll see my name. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? So I go up, I'm reading up. And um, I literally forget where it actually started because I didn't scroll up that far. But I seen them um, saying, um, "Yeah, we should make, we should make the Skowak. We should make a song called Skowak." And um, <laughs> and they was like, "Yeah, what what was the Skowak?" And it was really Vic. He was like the one who kind of made it serious. Yeah. <laughs> because he kept he was the one taking the initiative and shit. And was like, "Hold on, what, what what would the beat be?" Or like, how would we make this go out? Like, what would the hook sound like? And ooh, ooh, and then he puts a beat into the chat. Like, this should be the Skowak beat. And it's a beat from um Nez. From I mean, no, it's a beat from Rio, from Nez and Rio, the uh, producer. Um, yeah. But they, they don't put this together anymore. But it used to. It was uh, Rio produced the beat. And listening to him, I'm like, damn, this shit is hype. And then a couple minutes later. Chance sends uh uh like uh like he made a hook to the shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like three minutes later. It was like a another fucking file from Chance, and it was a hook. And he's like, "Yeah, this is Skowak hook." And he was like, "What the fuck? How you do this shit that fast?" But we ain't gonna argue with it. And then Vic's like, "Man, I'm gonna fly in tonight, and we gonna do the Skowak for real." I'm like, "Is they serious or is this still a joke?" <laughs> Like, cause I sound like y'all not playing. <laughs> and then, uh, he um literally calls me later on that night around like nine. He's like, "Man, bro, come to the studio. Me and Joey's, me and Joey here. We making a scowop." I'm like, "For y'all really doing this dumbass shit? Like y'all?" You're like, "I thought it was a bit. I thought it was April first. Yeah, right now. Like, I was just like, I was just like group chat, like funny jokes and shit. Like, no, y'all dead ass serious." I'm yeah. like, okay, so I uh, take an Uber over to the studio, and um, me and um, me, Vic, and Joey literally like created two verses for me and Vic, but like together. Like we were writing the verses, but we didn't write them down. We were like just coming up with the bars and then recording it. You yeah. feel me? We uh, we recorded um, Vic's verse, and then we recorded my verse. We were like, we was literally like, it felt like 2012, like you know what I mean? Like we were yeah. literally in there bouncing ideas and lines, like giving each other line. No, say this like this, say this like that's how we used to, you know what I mean? That's how we used to make uh, a lot of the songs together, especially the ones that were, um, you know, crew joints and shit with a, with like multiple guys on them and shit. Yeah, um, I feel like the Skowak started the idea of everybody starting to make songs together again. Because that, Skowalk is, they, like, that's, it's, it's technically my song. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, it got my name on it and shit, like, so, like, yeah, like. It's your literally song. your song, yeah. yeah like, it's literally my song. So, I'm like, I'm probably going to put that on my next um, project and shit. And um, here's another, here's another take. That song is will be an album joint 
in comparison to all of the other songs <laughs> that my out that, you know what I mean? The songs yeah. that I have in the store. Like that's I damn near forget I have that song until I'm listening to I let my my project play um the whole way and then I hear it. I'm like shit. Who got a fucking song with me, Joey, Vic, and Chance? Like that's crazy. People are like gonna tweak off that. Like put that yeah. out. You know, I'm like, damn, this is a song with all of them on it again. Like you know what I mean? I mean, that is legendary, but it's really cool that you guys still fuck with each other because I feel like you either yeah. it either goes one way or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah, and no. Most times it, it goes like, bad. Uh, so. some bullshit. You know, everybody, yeah, we're all brothers and it's not really like, it's not a music foundation. Like we're really like, our, our friendship was the foundation. Like music became yeah. like the only people who wanted to be rappers when we were teenagers were me and Vic and Chance. Like, Kami wasn't a rapper. Joey wasn't a rapper. We had to force Joey to be a rapper. We literally tricked him into shooting his first video. <laughs> How did you trick him? Tricked him. Tricked him. <laughs> we told him that we was going to a kickback and we was going to it was gonna be a bunch of women and shit. Like, like, man, we gonna go to kickback and see bitches and shit. Woo, woo, woo. And, and he get there and it's Austin Beasley with a camera setting up, motherfucking, uh, uh, uh like the setting up the video. He's like, what the fuck <laughs> going on? We, boy, you finna shoot a video. This the kickback. It was we like all, an intervention. Bro. It's like you brought him to an intervention. <laughs> He's like, bro, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yo ass finna shoot a video, motherfucker. I we literally had to make him. We had to literally force him to even rap, like because Joey was so good at freestyling. We used to be walking around downtown on Chicago Avenue and shit like that. And Joey would be like, when we would freestyle and shit like that, Joey would be so good. We'd be like, bro, yo ass needs to rap. You bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what the fuck you doing, man? Nah, I ain't rap. Trying to be too cool and shit this weekend, looking ass. He would be, he would be over cool and shit. <laughs> like, man, look, your ass needs to rap. And I feel like, um, my friend, uh, our friend Trey, he's actually, um, he's not like a. I still talk to him and shit, but he's not um that close with everybody anymore because mm-hmm. of um shit that happened between him and Vic. Him and Vic were like close as hell, best friends. Like if you look at old pictures, you'll probably see Trey. He's a skinny motherfucker, skinny, dark skinned guy. It's a little tall and shit. He was always with it. And, um, yeah, it, like some shit happened. But like Trey was like a, like a real like, you know, pivotal like homie. And he, um, he made a lot of, he actually made beats for us at, um, in the beginning. Like he made, all of Joey's uh first like songs like the Just and shit. Oh wow! Uh, he made the Just beat. He made um um he made all of that um uh, shit with that leather corduroy shit that they were doing. Him and him and Kami in the beginning like the yeah. Nightmare on Chicago Ave and all of those beats and shit like the Bleed beat like Trey made all of that shit and um. He actually made uh, a few of my first joints too. He made Peace of Mind. He made the Peace of Mind beat. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Trey made the Peace of Mind beat. 
And um, I'm trying to think of another beat he made. He made the intro to Mafioso as well. Oh, my really? Mom, yeah, when my mom was talking and shit. Yeah. That beat, he made that beat as well. Like Trey was like, he was lit. Like he that was. Intro is one of my favorite tracks. Uh, yeah. uh, with your mom talking for real. Yeah, that's that's like a he, beautiful way to start a project. Yeah, he was like, he was a, a beast. Like he made, he had a currency placement too. He made the new Jet City intro. And, um, oh shit! <laughs> yeah, like he, and it's crazy because this motherfucker don't make beats no more. He don't like. Yeah. Don't do shit. He think he a fucking. He want to be a, America's next top scammer. <laughs> but I, I feel that in a way where it's like all right i'm a comedian but i think i want to i think i'm a comedian because like i wasn't funny so i wanted to prove that i was you know <laughs> like if you know if you're in your mind you're like i know how to do this then right. there's no point in growth you know like i'll talk right. to benny and benny will be like man i'm up next like and you're to everyone it's like benny you're the biggest fucking rapper around you know like right, yeah, he, like he, and, he, and to him he's still hustling he's still grinding but that's what like the true growth comes from because if yeah. you're just like i'm the best then why would you want to you know i actually really uh actually really fuck with uh brazil to like benny and them because they they um well number one they can rap but I love how they fuck with um, my guy, Vic Spencer. Right. Oh, right, Vic Spencer's a friend of mine. I'm actually, I feel like oh. I might be doing the intro on his next album with Seb Ben. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Vic Spencer is literally, they don't like, I know a lot of a lot of people in Chicago don't give Vic his flowers and shit like that. But like Vic is, Vic is one of my closest friends as well as like, he's literally one of the people who, like helped us start this shit. Like my first blog post, Fake Show Drive post was a song I did with Vic Spencer. So was Vic Mensa's first blog post. And so was Chance's first blog post from Fake Show. I had no idea about that actually, because no, like Vic is Vic literally is, Vic is so legendary though. He was episode I think like a hundred of this podcast. Yeah, like Vic literally he helped us like in the beginning. Yeah helped us get in the studio, like he would pick us up and shit like that. Like, and I remember Vic homies used to be like, why, why you kicking it with them little young ass niggas? And he used to be like, man, nah, these motherfuckers, like I, they got, they, they're special. Mm -hmm. And we saw that shit before anybody else saw that shit in all of us. Me, Vic, Chance, Joey, he saw that shit in, in us from the beginning and like, shit got a little uh weird between them because you know Vic was like you know he kind of felt like they didn't reach back for him like he reached for them in the beginning you know what I yeah. mean which kind of is a little true you know what I mean and um but me personally I never like I was in Vic's wedding I was the youngest person in his wedding <laughs> <laughs> And know, like, and he's still incredible. Like I wanted that his newest album, if George Bush was cool, is so fire. Like that shit's crazy. Yeah, no, like Vic is literally like, like he he literally pushed us. Like if you if you talk to Vic, Vic still has like when I went to um I just went to um Vic's ten year marriage anniversary um because I was in the wedding, so um 
when I was over his, his uh, crib, he still had like, Vic still got some of the first songs that I've ever created when I was like 14 <laughs> and shit like that. Like still got that shit on his computer and shit like, Vic's definitely like a, man, that's a, that's a, that's a real like genuine dude, like a real good dude, man. I what do you think it would take you to become an artist 100%? Like, do give that full push that you were talking about. I have to, well, number one, I have to gain a little discipline and focus because I won't just blame it on anybody or anything but my own self. So it's like, I should be more disciplined and apply myself more. But also it's um, it's just like being able to have my foundation around me taken care of, you know what I mean? Like if I didn't have to worry about making sure everything was, you know, was everything. Yeah. Like if music was solely taking care of me and I didn't have to do other shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then I feel like it would be, you know, it would be like that. Yeah. Because it's not, it's not hard. I I'm like I definitely like my even to this day I feel like my career is uh is an alley oop for somebody who you know what I mean like you're a label or somebody who wants to invest or something like that like it's literally like an alley oop if you catch me and I feel like a lot of people don't they think that I have everything together already based off of the presentation of my career. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll think like, oh man, he got everything. Like he uh, he got probably got a label and all that shit. It's like, nah, I kind of been doing this shit on my own for a long time. And mm-hmm. I just know how to make it look like that. Even with giving 50% of my energy. So I'm like, bro, I know that if I had a hundred, it would be crazy. Like I had yeah. a conversation when I um I was negotiating a deal with Capital in um, like 2017, they ended up offering me like $4 million for that shit as well. And um, it got, um, it was declined by a third party who was the liaison between me and the label because that person wanted, that person was gonna get a finder's fee for, you know, putting me with the label. Mm-hmm. And their finder's fee was only gonna be percentage from my initial advance and me being um you know the a new signee my initial advance wasn't wasn't going to be nearly as big as my next three from the next option it went like seventy five thousand to like three hundred thousand yeah so they were like trying to argue um they wanted the first advance to be higher so that they can make more money. And when they didn't do that, they declined the deal for me without me even knowing. It's kind of crazy. It's yeah. like shit. Like, it's the type of shit that I've had to deal with. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Just like an example of like, you know what I'm saying? Like the tribulations that I've had to deal with. Because if that doesn't go that way, then this conversation probably is a totally different conversation. You know what I mean? But to, I feel like, you know, everything happens for a reason. But, um, yeah, the, um, damn, I lost my train of thought. 
Cause that shit always, it no, always no problem. I'm it always bother me. You think about four million dollars. Like, yeah, hey. yeah. But you do you feel like like do you look back at that that would be beneficial, or do you think you would have been put through the ringer? Because I feel like that was happening to a lot of dudes back then. I feel like. Of course, the 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 amount of four million dollars is amazing, but then it's everything that comes with it that is like, is that worth it or not? I feel like, in I feel like all I need is an inch. So it's like if if I was to be in that situation, even with um, you know, people probably not doing everything that they should do the right way around me i know that my ability and my my mind i'm smart and i'm very good at this shit. so it's like you wouldn't really be able to stop me like once i you know what i'm saying once you give me an end yeah you're not really gonna be able to stop me it's gonna be kind of hard to to like kind of hold me back i'm a, like i i'm pretty sure i would have made a demand you know what I'm saying, for myself, even if there wasn't one in the beginning. If I would start to, you know, work and put music out with a real machine, it's no, it's no stopping it. That's but I think that's thing. kind of the beauty of what Griselda is in that way, is like they were said no to their whole lives, and now they're like, like Conway's 40, you know? Yeah. No, nah, for real. Like, they, all they, right, they, now you can't say no to them. Like they work so hard that you can't say no. Like they yeah. put, they grinded for so long, they ate so much shit that like you can't say no. They're they're undisputed now. Yeah, for real. No, nah, for real. I definitely, I'm like literally looking at them, and that shit is an inspiration to see like guys that never stopped. Like they kept grinding, they never stopped, and that shit is paying off. Like yeah, they they getting that big ass dudes and shit now. Like they, <laughs> they to be, like I'm like the crazy kids, yeah. Getting that real money now, and I'm like that's that shit is inspirational because like you say, Conway's forty. You know what I mean? Like Benny is shit. What is he like thirty six? Yeah, like thirty eight, I think right now. Yeah, I'm like he's like thirty eight, thirty six, some shit like that. Like bro, like like that shit is crazy yeah like they've only been having a real run for like three years in like three years like that they like it was like damn all these guys were 35 plus when they first started seeing still grinding still grinding heavy it's crazy like that's why i fuck with them for like you know i'm saying like reaching for somebody like big spencer and shit and like showing him love because he's doing the same thing you know and like Vic didn't didn't get much love. Like it didn't get reciprocated. Like it should have. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Should have been it should have been a lot more that people, you know, around the city should have done for a person like Vic. Even a person like me, you know what I mean? Like it's a lot of shit that like it's it's weird in Chicago. Like I feel like a lot of people around me don't push because they know what comes behind. I feel like people don't want to push nobody who they feel like can be bigger than them. 
at any yeah. point in time. You know what I mean? Like it's tough know. getting love in your home because people remember you at the beginning and they, they only think about that. They don't think yeah. about everything else on top of it. They're just like, well, we were at the same place in fucking 2007. So I'm only going to think about that person in 2007. I'm not going to yeah. think about, uh, they put yeah. in work and I didn't. Yeah. It's like, it's like, the um, like, I feel like they look at me and they're like, damn, like he can be like, I can be what, these like labels and like what they literally dream about like they want a person who can touch both sides genuinely like everybody who goes up and gets on one side tries to get the other like, you see yeah. Dirt, how he's steady trying to do songs with morgan whalen and shit. he want to get on the roof and raise his hands and make everybody forget that he was dissing yeah, all the people, dead people, and shit like that. And like, he's trying to get the other side. He want people to be like, yeah, you know, oh, my, my. yeah. Want to know. But like, then you got a person. Then you got like my own homie, that like Vic, who's been on the other side, um, where where Dirk is trying to get. But then Vic wants the respect. You know what I'm saying? From the streets, and yeah. she's like, but it won't happen because he's not from those. You know what I'm saying? He's not from the streets. He's, you know, like so. It's like I am actually from the streets, but I actually did grow up kicking it, kicking it with, you know, what I'm saying guys that skateboarded and hipsters, and like I have friends that are all ethnicities and shit that I really genuinely have real love for and vice versa, like Asian kids, Jewish kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we're genuinely friends, you know what I'm saying? We can genuinely kick it and share a conversation, you know what I'm saying? Like share a conversation and it's all genuine and it's not forced. And I can still go in my neighborhood and shit like that. And people show respect like younger homies they come around me they show respect you know what i'm saying they look up to me yeah um, you know what i mean and i feel like being able to be on both sides the closest thing to that in the industry is someone like drake who kind of but even him he still doesn't quite get uh, all of the respect yeah. On the street side, like people will still kind of like, oh, he's soft. That shit will never happen with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can make fucking uh, dance electronic song like higher that can fucking chart in Mongolia and UK and still come back and um, make a song with my little homies from 757. That yeah. swing or like that song Boat that you put up on YouTube that yeah, you just released. Yeah. Boat exactly. is like a, a real life definition of that. It's like he's literally rapping on a soul sample and he's rapping like like rapping at you but the visual looks like one of these drill videos kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like a calm drill video but he's really rapping that's why i kind of tried to you know i kind of tried to blend the contrast and, 
Kind but of you like, talk about it with love. Like, it's cool that it, it you haven't yeah. been. I mean, I don't know your day to day, what your mind goes through, but it doesn't sound like you've been deterred. Or if you have, it's you still talk about it with such passion. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I'm never going to, like, detour from, like, making music or, like, the passion that I have behind it because it's literally, it's literally therapy like that's how I and I feel like that's why a lot of my music like it speaks to people because I don't really tell lies it's all like my real life what I'm dealing with how I'm feeling and you know what I'm saying what I'm trying to do how I'm trying to grow or the, the, the problems that I'm facing while I'm trying to grow it's just always something real and I feel like that's what prevails at the end of the day like not someone who's trying to sit there and rack their brain to make up uh, some colorful story. You know what I mean? To like try to impress their yeah. fans. It's just like, I'm just literally giving therapy and just giving a person insight into my life and what I'm going through. And it's your just- projects like, are projects. Like, it's not like yeah. you're just releasing a bunch of songs. You're like, when yeah. you get back, your shit's like, it's, that's why I loved the intro uh, to Mafioso is like, that's a perfect way to start. Like, okay, this is a portrait. And yeah. then with every, all your projects are like cohesive. I always try to, yeah. Like I always try to like make them, you know, like mm -hmm. make them flow and shit. But there's two different artists. There's the dumpers, like the people who just dump music. It doesn't matter. Like, uh, and I enjoy YNJ, but like, he's that like type where it's like, he'll just release four albums in a month if he really wants to but then right. it's like it's probably not gonna stand the test of time as well exactly i yeah. hate that i called it because i love him so i'm not trying to like talk shit but you know what i mean it's like yeah. i can go back and listen to projects from you and from a year or so and it's like oh it doesn't matter that it came out this many years ago yeah. because it still sounds new today yeah that's what um a lot of people on my team say they're like, yo, like your catalog is so valuable and like it's like you're you really like I don't know if you did that shit on purpose, but like <laughs> the fact that you never like made music within the times that you were like making the music in, it literally is a fucking blessing in disguise because like your catalog can always make money and like be expanded upon. You know what I mean? Like we can always go like back and pick songs that have not been serviced the right way. You know what I mean? Like and just like really push them and shit. Like it's songs from Casanova and uh Mafioso that like people will play. Like my uh my business partner will play that shit. <laughs> For a person, like he, he tells me all the time. He's like, "Well, I just be around people. I just play that shit, and they'll think that this shit just came out." It's like, "Where is this at? Like, is this coming out? Is this new?" And he'll be like, "This shit is like almost ten years old. He made this shit when he was like nineteen. Yeah, he made this shit when he was sixteen. But you have stuff coming. Like, you're working on. You yeah, work, like you have stuff because it's been what? How many years since your last project? Like four or something? Four or five? Yeah. It's been four. Yep. Because I did the Love Stars in 2018. 
No, it's been actually five. It's going on five. Wow. Going on five. It's crazy to even think. <laughs> like, and I and I have so much music. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just have been trying to put it out the right way and have a real push to it. And I feel like that's been uh, uh, it's been a little bit of a you know a speed bump, and I have just like decided that I'm not gonna keep waiting. You know what I'm saying? To like put it out the right way, yeah. because if you don't put it out, then that's the wrong way. You know what I mean? So it's like I gotta just. That's why I released both, and I'm like, let me give this to, um, let me just give this to, to people so they can hear, you know what I mean, just new raps for me. And even both isn't new raps for me. Yeah. Like, I made both in like 2019 in Damn. Australia. <laughs> yeah, I made both in 2019 when I was in Australia. <laughs> like I made that shit in Melbourne, Australia. Bro. I've always wanted to go to Australia. Like it's just crazy, like, and I that just put that shit out in twenty twenty three, and that shit sounds like you know what I mean. People think that shit like I just recorded that shit. Yeah. That shit, that shit, well, that's that why shit. I hit you up is because I I listened to your shit, but I wanted to know like you know I wanted to know what was next. I wanted to hear what you were doing, and because I am a fan, and it's like, oh wow, like you know when I started listening to you, I didn't have a platform. But now it's like, oh, I can help. Like, I want to figure out what he's doing because he's an artist I'm interested in. That shit is is so dope to me, man. I'm like, it's it's like, it be letting me know, like, I really, you know what I mean? Because sometimes, I'm not going to lie, I do get a little discouraged around here sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it just be like, like, little shit like, like this and how you came to me, it just lets me know, like, nah, you are, you know what I mean? You are who you are. And, you know, like, you need to embrace and take advantage of that. And, you know, not just, like, let it wither away because it's not, because you're spoiled. (laughs) That's what it is. We were spoiled. Like, we did Conan O'Brien senior year of high school and shit with kids these days you know what i'm saying like so it's like we got spoiled yeah like man we just expect shit to just be big as hell every time you we were showed something. the top in the beginning exactly yeah right. you know, so it's like we just think everything's just supposed to be just the top and like just you know what i mean and it's like it don't work that way <laughs> you gotta work yeah and you do still gotta you know have an upward trajectory It's funny, there's this thing in comedy that every professional comedian says, that their first set was amazing, and then they spend the next three years of their lives sucking, trying to get to that first set. And that's like, it's a parallel in that. It's like when you're showed the high, you just kind of want to, like... You're like, oh, f-. it's like it's like smoking weed. You're never gonna get as high as that first time where you're like, what is this? And you hear that album, you know? Where you should be like so lit, you like, man, bro, I gotta like what? Like every time I drop a song, I need five million plays and shit like that. Like, and you feel discouraged if it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, even when like 
I've taken like these these like fake like breaks to the world, it looks like a break. Like in my world, I didn't take a break. But to the world, it looks like I'm taking a hiatus, break, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So it's like when you do shit like that, you have to start over. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You are but starting. But then it looks like when you talk about that group chat, it looks like you have people like Vic and Chance pushing you because they're literally yeah. making the song yeah. like being like, come on, like we're doing this. No, they are. I literally, uh, I had um I had a line in um the song called Pray For It, which is like the intro, it's probably gonna be the intro to my next shit. It's like a three verse uh song and shit. But um I say um I'll say fans tell me they love me. Gotta give them the all of me, gotta give them the all of me, the team passing the ball to me. Which is true. It's like I feel like I felt like they are literally like trying to pass that the ball because someone has to keep this shit going. You know what I mean? Like Chance, he did his thing. You know what I mean? And now he's kind of like he's been on a you know a, a, a coast. You know what I'm saying? Big. He, you know, he did what he, he, you know, you know how his shit went. He did a lot of shit and like it got in the way of, um, you know, his real goals and he fell behind. So, you know, he's where he's at and, you know, people look at him the way they look at him. Then you have, you know, Joey and Tommy and it's like they're kind of comfortable where they're at, Tokyo, they're all, everybody's kind of like comfortable. And it's like, we need another person to like hit that, that level to keep, to keep this shit alive. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like keep it, keep it like, you know, kicking. Not just live, but alive and kicking. So I feel like I'm that person. Out of the, you know what I'm saying, out of everybody, because I've always had the name, I was always there with everything, like people know my name, but I have not got or given that one big push, like how everybody's got that. He had a little push. Tokyo yeah. got his, Joey got his, they had his chance, and they, everybody had their. Now I feel like people are like expecting me to, um, you know, create that push. Are you ready for that? Do you think you can give that push right now? Like, is is now your time? To yeah, do? yeah, I do. I feel like I definitely feel like I can give that push, and it's my time because I have, I just have so many people behind me now. Like because of the way I, I um. I kicked it and would be around like Vic and Chance and them. I kind of wasn't in my neighborhood like that. And these last like five years, I've been kind of like in my shit heavy. You know what I'm saying? So now at this point, now I have like a whole, like my whole hood 
is like really, really riding behind me, as well as I still have the save money um, push. You know, what yeah. I mean? so now I can have the push from two sides. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and it it looks very genuine. You know what I'm saying? I feel like no one. I just feel like no one has that. And yeah. No one has ever tried to push that way where they had the hipsters and the hood at the same time and try to just take over the whole, you know what I'm saying, city of Chicago. Like, you know, either you in a hood and you can't try to do that because of somebody that's going to try to kill you or you got, you, were, you know, the hipsters and the streets don't really respect you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is like, I kind of like got it to the point where I can still do shit and move around. You know, it's like, you know, everybody has enemies, enemies here and there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I'm not so in the forefront to where I'm all on the internet. That's what drives these young people, internet. So, yeah, you could want to be in tour with me, but I'm going to be in the back of your mind as far as the people who you really don't like the most because I'm not talking about your dead homies in my songs. I'm not yeah. on the internet, like, going live and talking shit to you on live. Like, we on live with each other, like, we homies talking about we're going to kill each other and shit when we see each other and shit. Like, I don't do none of that dumbass shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'll be in the back of these, I'll be in the back of their mind a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like I could still do it and it'll still be, you know, it's still kind of safe too. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and nothing is one side. It's always a risk, but it's a low risk. Yeah, but it's like, um, it's like playing with fire, you like versus like touching the stuff. You know, like if you're gonna play with fire crazy, like something's gonna happen. But you, it doesn't mean that there's not gonna be a little bit of heat. Like exactly, that's always how it works. Yeah, I'm like I feel like but now, you also have the hunger. Like that's the you talking about it. It's like that's what that's honestly all people need. You know yeah. what I mean? Is the hunger because when you get because you can have hunger and then you hit like a level where it's. You're just complacent, but you can get that hunger back. And the hunger is the thing that got you there in the first place. Like I felt complacent for a long time where I was like, I'm good what I'm doing. But that's like, wait, no, I'm not. Cause this whole thing was to push, you know, you know what, you know, that's how I feel like that's, that's why I feel like it's, it's my time as well, because a lot of just the artists in general around my city, that came up around us and with us are just all, like you say, like hunger isn't there like that anymore. They're all complacent and like kind of satisfied with, you know, the money that they made off, you know what I'm saying? Shit like, like, you know, people like Saba and Mick Jenkins, like those are like, though they're, they're, you know, they have solid careers, you know what I'm saying? But they're like they complacent, you know. They like they they satisfied. Like they're not really trying to like overtake it. There, like you know, they don't care about getting a billboard top. Yeah. Because you create at first to at least feel comfortable or be able to get to that, and then you hit that, 
And maybe you feel comfortable then. And you're like, I don't really want to do that work anymore. Like, I don't really want to be putting yeah. in that work anymore because I'm comfortable. That's what I mean. Like so, like, so many people who are comfortable around here. And I'm not. I'm like, I'm like one of, I feel like one of the only people who, um, who's a part of that creative crowd that still has that hunger and like, like I still feel like I can, you know, billboard 200 fucking um, 50 million view videos and shit like that and do yeah. songs with future and like, I still feel like I can be a mainstream artist. You know what I'm saying? Because I do have because I got the talent to do so, you know what I mean? And I have the story to do so. Because yeah. it's not always necessarily about the talent. Like, these guys are all talented, you know what I'm saying? But it just got to make sense. Like, the story has to make sense. The, the look, like, you got to be marketable. Like, I feel like I have all of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm, my story is marketable. I'm marketable. Like, people will take interest into you know, my story and shit like that. Like, you know, women don't think I look, you know, attractive. Oh, that shit. When do you, th when is your project dropping then? When do you think it's going to come out? I'm going to do, um, I'm going to do five because I got so many songs and I've been, you know, listening shit for a while so i'm gonna do um i'm gonna drop five songs and um push those as singles and uh, then i'm gonna drop the uh i'm gonna take that for you to um all platforms because it's only on soundcloud and i'm gonna take that to all platforms and then we're gonna drop Okay, one of the uh, singles coming. Um, we're gonna work. We're gonna work both, and then I'm gonna put out another one. Probably in probably around my birthday, June 10th. So we'll probably put out another one around then, and then we're gonna just keep coming out after that. Like probably two weeks apart. Dope. Yeah. Dope. That's awesome. That's wicked cool. How was Australia? Was Australia dope? I've always wanted to go there. Man, that shit. That shit is so different. And hey, where's the charger? You heard me? Logan. Hold on, let me get the charger. Yeah, no problem. Shit. Right behind me the whole time. <laughs> That's like I'll be like, where's my glasses? Where's my glasses? Oh fuck. They're on my face. Right. <laughs> but yeah. 
Australia, though, it was crazy. Man, like... They got all those killer animals and shit. I feel like it's... (laughs) That's one thing I feel like is a stereotype that's not that uh, real. Like, all of it. Like, people just feel like, oh, you're going to be walking down the street in Australia in a fucking fucking one 12-inch fucking long spider going to just drop on your head (laughs) and shit. Uh, It's like, nah. (laughs) <laughs> Where was the coolest place you've traveled to? Australia. Uh, yeah, it's between Tokyo and Australia. Queensland, Australia, to be exact. And Queensland is just, that's a beautiful place. Like, it's, the weather is just always, like, tropical. It's always, like, 80 you know what I'm saying, 90 degrees, and there's beaches everywhere, so it's like you get the breeze off the beach and shit, and it's just yeah. a really, really nice place to be. Surfer's Paradise in Queensland, Australia, crazy. And I remember going out to eat, and, like, this kid, he was, <laughs> he was, like, so, like, thrown off that I was in Australia and shit. <laughs> he was, like, he didn't he didn't believe that I was me, but he knew that I was me. And he was like, "Fuck, I gotta like." Ask. He didn't ask me. So like my um the uh the person I was with um her parent like when her, her mom went to the bathroom and the kid like cornered the her mom like, "Is that is that uh is that Brian Presco like, with you at the table?" And she's like. Like, yeah, like, this is even before, like, the mom knows how serious, like, music was for me. Like, yeah. yeah, like, that is him. And, like, she's, like, the kid was, like, tripping, like, oh, my God, like, how do you know? And asked him, uh, I asked her a bunch of questions, like, how do you know him? Why is he here? And she's, <laughs> like, why don't you just go ask him? Yeah, go talk to, don't corner someone, <laughs> never corner someone in a yeah, bed. Yeah, it's like, just ask him. <laughs> She's like, yeah, she's she's definitely was like, man, this is like weird. I was like by the bathroom, like literally cornered me. <laughs> um, so she came back to the table with him. She's like, yeah, this is he, he's a fan of you, and um, he wants a picture. And I'm like, what? Uh, what? He's like, yeah, bro. Like I'm a I'm a big fan of you. Like I've been a fan of you since I was a, a, a kid. Like. I love all of y'all save money. You were my favorite one. Like it's crazy that you are that you out of all the save money uh guys are here at this random restaurant in Queensland, Australia. You're like, bro, like I thought I would like this is like a dream. Man. I don't think I would ever like see you guys in person, like meet you guys. And the fact that you're right here is crazy. And like, that's crazy for you because you're on the other side of the world. On the other side of the fucking world. I'm like, yeah. what the like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, he was just he was over tripping and he um he took a picture and um he um he brought his girlfriend over and she wanted a picture because he's like yeah like I put her on a, a while ago and she loves you too so I took a picture with his girlfriend and then um he was like man like it'll make he like I, I just want to smoke with you he like I just want to smoke with you bro like I'm like yeah, I ain't got no weed out here. I'm looking for it, actually. Yeah, <laughs> I need some. You can help me? Like, man, like, bro, I bring you some weed. Like, you don't got to pay for it. Nothing. Like, I got you. And shit, like, later on, 
that night he went, I feel like he drove to fucking, um, he drove like to like, I feel like two or three hours away to go get weed and then drove back and shit. And um, pulled up on me later on that night and shit. And we, I smoked with him and shit. And he was like, literally, it was like the, he like, bro, it was like the best day of my life, bro. I get to smoke with like my favorite rapper. We're in Queensland and we're in Australia. Like I didn't have to like travel to uh Chicago or none of that to like see you guys. Like he, he always say like bro, I, I wanted to like I want to travel to Chicago. Like I, I wanted to travel to Chicago. That was like one of my bucket lists. Um like, you know, that was one of the things on my bucket list to travel to Chicago and meet one of y'all and smoke with y'all. He like, I'm not in Chicago, but we and like I'm still smoking with you. Like I guess like was Australian weed. I got that. Oh man, that shit not good. And that shit expensive as hell because we're on the other side of the world. Like Damn. <laughs> we want three hundred dollars. Uh, this is back then too. Three hundred dollars an ounce. And that shit is like the drowest of drow. Oh, I would, yeah. No. Man, when I was in Spain, I had some of the worst weed of my life. <laughs> buying backwards, you see that shit says $7. Damn. $7 a pack. I go across the street, they $7. I was in Australia. Seven's a good price. Seven's a good price. $50 a pack. 50 $50 a pack. I was, and then, you know, like, in New York, they're like eighteen now, or something crazy. I just smoke papers now. I, I I'm off. I'm off backwards. I just smoke papers. That is crazy. They're eighteen dollars in New York. They're crazy in New York. That's insane. That's probably because it's probably a fucking shortage. Everybody in New York probably buying hella back. Oh, That's really where yeah. it came from. Philly in New York, that backwards shit. If you look at uh state property. Um, with Benny Siegel and mm-hmm. um, I fell a movie from, from the 90s. They're yeah. smoking backwards the whole time in the movie. Like, he's literally, like, he told his homie to roll up and shit. It's a scene in the movie where he's like, roll up. And he shoot his homie in the hand and shit. But he, and then he tell him to roll up after he shoot him in the hand. Well, yeah. <laughs> he was acting like he didn't want to roll up. Uh, Con- Conway has a song, Siegel and State Property. About yeah. that. Yeah, about rolling with one hand. Roll with one hand. Yeah. yeah. Like, look at what he throws him when he tells him to roll up. He throws backwards at him. That is crazy. I'm like, You think that's where they blew up? Like, that moment is where backwards got famous? I don't know if that's where they blew up. But I know for a fact that because I, I'm like, that's where backwards, the backwards smoking came from. It's like when Key Glock released Russian Cream, everyone just wanted to smoke Russian Cream. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, that yeah. just that blew up just off that song. I feel like the like the 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 like, opioid and like lean, like that shit made backwards popular. Like people mm. heavier. I ain't gonna lie, it is like smoking a backwood versus smoking like a Dutch or a Swisher or something like that. That shit just doesn't. Oh, it hits different. I miss, ba- I don't even miss blunts. I miss backwards. Like yeah, I just, yeah. I, I miss backwards. Cause there was just a, they put something in that fucking. Uh... Yeah. It just hit different. Like it made yeah. me. Uh, Did you get weed in Tokyo? 
No, I didn't. Actually, I was gonna I was be like, scared. "How's Japanese weed?" <laughs> I was scared to get weed in Tokyo. Because it's hella dangerous. Like they're like they're yeah, not a fan like, out there. They might lock me up in, in, in Tokyo. I can't go. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> I almost got arrested in the fucking Chinese uh, airport. Really? Yeah, we was in. I was in, in on my way to Tokyo, and I had like a eleven hour layover in Changsha, China, and. I was like, shit, I want to see what the fuck is out here. Like, you know, and they wasn't trying to let me leave the airport. I'm like, bitch, I got 11 hours. Like, what the fuck? Like, y'all tweaking. They, they was not trying to let me leave the airport. So I kind of got agitated. I'm like, bro, how the fuck y'all going to tell me where I can and can't go? Yeah. I'm saying, like, y'all tweaking. Like, what the fuck? And I'm going back and forth with them, and I just started seeing hella short ass, uh, <laughs> officers, Asian officers. <laughs> not, not one over five seven in the group. Not one. I'm like shit. Y'all might kick my ass though. Y'all deep as hell. What the fuck? Oh deep. my god. Yeah, and then they so aggressive. Like when he talking to me and shit. Like it was only one of them that knew English. Like so the other ones, he trying to like tell me to like go somewhere, but he aggressive as hell, and he like shouting in Chinese and he like trying to like and he's touching me so at that point like I muffed his ass look <laughs> at your ass off me he just and it fell and shit now they trying to hey all grabbing me and shit I'm like bro oh shit I'm like bro he tweaking they took me into a room and shit and like man we were, they was talking about they finna uh lock me up for assaulting uh an officer in shit. China too, you'll be fucked there. So I'm like, oh shit, they was tweaking. I'm like, hey, hell no. And then like somebody, I guess he was like the boss. He came out and he started talking. He could speak fluent English and shit, and he seemed like an Americanized agent. Yeah. So once I was talking to him and I explained everything to him, and he was like, oh, yeah, that, that is that's disrespectful. He was he was pushing you and shit, like ooh, you know what I mean, like so. We're gonna like, we're not gonna lock you up, but your ass banned from Shangsha China Airport. So I can never go back to Shangsha China. Really? <laughs> Damn, I've never you. heard someone who's banned from Shangsha <laughs> China. I can't even go there. Damn. So I, like, I, I want to go back to this stupid airport anyway. Yeah, I'm like, bro, I don't wanna go back to y'all. Motherfucking dirty ass airport. Anyway, Were you able I, to leave the airport or did you have to stay there? No, I didn't. I was not never able to leave it. I never left the airport. They was bullshitting. Oh, bro, they never let me leave. Crazy. And I was mad as hell because I'm like, bro, y'all, this whole airport smell like cigarettes and shit. Y'all got, they literally got cigarette rooms and shit. Like they smoking cigarettes in the airport. Yeah. It's like when you go to a casino, you know how they can still smoke cigarettes inside yeah. casino. I've never seen this either. They uh, they were like literally spitting on the floor. Like Ugh. we're inside and you would just see them up spit on the floor. I'm like, what the fuck? And then it'll be some old ass lady that'll come over and she's like wiping up shit <laughs> off the floor. I'm like, this is the craziest. You're like, I'm I've never coming back to this airport, yeah, even if I wasn't banned. Even if I, I couldn't look, no. I couldn't shit. I couldn't take a shit because I went to take a shit, and it wasn't bathrooms. It was like holes. 
Oh, no. <laughs> they're all like squatting over holes and shit like that. And that's how they take a shit. It pisses his holes. It's not even like urinals and shit. Oh, hell no. It pisses in, in holes in the bathroom. I'm like, bro, y'all got me fucked up. Y'all think I'm going to squat and take a shit in this fucking open ass room in a hole? No. What the type of shit y'all got going on in Shanghai, China. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad y'all banned me. <laughs> I don't need to come back if I got to. Never. <laughs> y'all tweaking. I don't even think I could take a shit in y'all country. <laughs> you talked about, all right, the, are you, a, were you ever, are you a mushroom guy? Um, I have taken them. Yeah. I'm not like a mushroom guy. I didn't know if you took them in any crazy places. Like smoking in Australia is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I took. Also, your artwork's trippy as hell. Yeah, I always I take pride in the art. I love your artwork's always. That's why I wanted to ask honestly, because your yeah. artwork's always trippy as hell. I definitely love uh, love the art. I'm uh, I can like draw myself. Oh really? Have you done any of your covers? Uh, I helped um the Infinity art cover work. Oh shit! I had all of the like the, the art within the art and shit. I helped yeah. with that one. Yeah, and the um the lad like the the my new cover that um I'm about to use for the Walk and Roll album. I um kind of helped him design that one too. It's like a picture. Like he, I made him draw a picture of. Mm. Like redraw a picture. I took a picture and shit, and um, he like create turned it into a cartoon and shit. But yeah, like I can, I can draw a little bit. I still, uh, I found like some old drawings and shit that I had from when I was a kid, and I'm like, damn, these, this is oh five. I'm still in grade school. This shit look crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I still can draw. I drew some shit for my son um, not too long ago and shit. I'm like, yeah, I still got it. <laughs> man, thank you so much for doing this. This is really dope talking. I really appreciate you coming no on. Problem, man. Same um, here. The, do you want to plug your stuff where people can find you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can find me at Brian Fresco, B-R-I-A-N-F-R-E-S-C-O. And you can search that on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you want to search it. <laughs> I'm I'll there. put the links below. Yep. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at that name as well, Brian Fresco. Dope. Look Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,